Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi Thinking, and this is all about thinking. This show's all about thinking. My whole entire website, the whole entire operation of Mitzi Thinking is basically to have people think. If you want to know why I started Mitzi Thinking, it's because I need people to start thinking about things in a different perspective. So when you break down these taboos and you break down these emotions, you really have a better understanding of what you're working with and what you're dealing with. You know what I mean? And what you are experiencing within yourself as well as what you've noticed around other people that may be around you. You know what I mean? It starts to open your mind in a different perspective that'll help you see things differently. And that's the whole point of Mitzi Thinking is just to have people think with an open perspective What people do after they think, that's on them. That's on you. You know, let's be honest. I can't trigger anything. I can't force anybody, and I'm not making anybody do anything, you know. So if you guys are thinking with me, yay, that is the whole point. So we are going to continue with episode 49. I can't believe it. We are already at episode 49. It's kind of crazy to think about. I am this far in. Yay. Um. We are basically talking about the topic nymphomaniac. Yes, not a lot of people want to talk about topics that has to do with sex. And I understand why, you know, because it's private, it's personal, and not a lot of people want to fully understand the concept of nymphomaniac because before I did this episode, I just thought nymphos were just people that crave sex and love sex and just all about sex but you know once I did this episode I was able to see this topic in a different perspective you know I was able to understand things differently as well as think of it differently you know and that's the whole point it's just I want people to just think about these topics that I bring to my show in a different perspective you know so let's jump right in and define it. What is a nymphomaniac? Well, a nymphomaniac per CambridgeDictionary.com is considered to be a woman who likes to have sex often, especially with a lot of different people. Nymphomaniac is specifically for women, not for males. Male version of a nymphomaniac is considered to be a satriasis. I don't know how to really say it, but cetriomaniac, cetriomaniac, I don't know how to say it, but it's basically a man with excessive sexual desires. That's a corresponding condition to nymphomania in men. You know, they all have their separate words just because of Greek, and the Greeks like things separately, so that's where we have nymphomaniac and cetriasis. <laughs> into the fun facts so fun facts i was able to find for you from ravishly.com six things you probably never knew about nymphomania number one nymphomania comes from greek mythology number two it's probably caused by imbalance serotonin dopamine and neuroforephrine <laughs> i don't know how to say neuroforephrine neuroforephrine i don't know how to say that word but it's it's a chemical imbalance in your brain Number three, it's different from mere horniness because it's characterized by invasive thoughts, fantasies, and urges that operate in intense levels. So just because you're horny all the time doesn't mean you're an info. Okay, you're just horny. 
have sex, get a toy, do something. <laughs> Number four, it's often linked with bipolar disorder. With bipolar disorder, can have extreme highs that can have hypersexuality. Number five, it may be caused by sexual abuse. There's a theory that victims are desperate to reclaim power robbed from them, and then they lose control while seeking it by having multiple sexual partners. They feel as if they are gaining their power back. Number six, it's also found in dementia patients. Studies also found correlation between dementia and hypersexuality. If y'all don't know what dementia is, dementia is defined to be a brain disease marked by memory disorder with personality change, impaired reasoning, such as memory loss and language. You know, I mean, I believe that's true because I was a CNA for about 10 to 11 years. I remember, <laughs> you know, working at an assisted living and coming in in the morning shift and having having to see the old people do the walk of shame. <laughs> you know, it's a real thing. They would literally do the walk of shame because they'd be forgetting that. They just finished sleeping the night at so-and-so's house. Oh, my God. It's so funny because they forget. <laughs> they forget. Like, they're like, ah! Like, <laughs> so good. Oh, my goodness. You just hear the screaming because they don't remember sometimes what they did. Sometimes they do. You know, certain, in, certain dementia patients, and depending on where their memory impairedness level is at, they'll remember. Oh, yeah, like, I was sleeping with so-and-so mind your business i'm going to my room see you at breakfast <laughs> and then there's other ones that are like oh my god where am i why am i here who's this man what's going on and then it's like oh what do you categorize that now you know what i mean would that be considered rape you know what i mean because now they don't remember and they don't remember consenting to it i don't know i mean i never really thought about that until now but if you think about it like Dementia patients probably can claim rape and molestation and all this other stuff just because their memory doesn't remember. And I think that was the biggest reason why, as a CNA, we always had to separate them because we didn't want them to feel as if they were violated. So it was a hot mess, you know what I mean? But it's true. You know, that theory is true. The research on that, I, I, I mean, I didn't look more into it. But I know that's true just from my own experience. Anyways, we're just going to go down to the research. I was able to find research per history of nymphomania um, by Carol Groneman, W. W. Norton and Company. There was an article basically showing the history of nymphomania. And I was able to read up back in 1841, there was a 29-year-old daughter of a Massachusetts farmer who was diagnosed with nymphomania. Apparently, when the doctors went to go meet her, they had no doubt in their mind that she had the disorder because the way that she had conversations, the way that she carried herself, apparently she was very promiscuous. And they concluded the best way to determine if she was with that nymphomania neckness <laughs> was to basically do a vaginal exam. And when they did a vaginal exam, they revealed that her uterus was very large. It was overly abundantly moist, from what the article stated, as well as she had a very large clitoris, which was the automatic giveaway. They stated that they had to do treatments for this. They didn't really know if it was a mind or a genital or 
my nervous system. They were really torn between what was causing women to be overly sexual, you know what I mean, and, and pretty much aggressive. You know what I mean? Because back in the 1800s, women's sexuality, and even still now, women's sexuality is not something that people are comfortable speaking about. You know, women have to be very quiet with their sexuality. You know, they have to be very quiet and timid because, you know, rule of thumb is lady in the streets, freak in the sheets, you know. So how can women express themselves without automatically be labeled as a nymphomaniac. You know what I mean? So they were like, you know what, let's treat the genitals and see what what can happen, right? So the doctors, they treated them by doing cold water douches. They bled them out. They used blisters. They used leeches. They purged them. And they even got to the point where if nothing of the above worked, they surgically removed the female reproductive organs. If the woman actually denied treatment and they did not want it to be experimented on and I wanted it to be bleeded out and had leeches all up in the coochie coochie, then you know what that means? They would automatically be thrown into an insane asylum. And per their article, they made it seem so, so bad for the staff. But in actuality, I feel like there's some many, 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 many great areas. Um, however, the way that they play they they stated it is that the women would just attack the medical staff and they would be just exposing themselves and they would do public masturbation and they would just be overly sexual all the time but then okay I can see that I can see how that can be but then how many staff members actually took advantage of those women you know what I mean they don't they don't really talk about that because as many women that were sick there are as many men who are sick-minded as well you know but Mm, that's another topic for another time. <laughs> Anyways, the doctors didn't understand why the women would ha have this happen. Still, they never knew, so they just concluded that if women consumed too much chocolate and read romantic novels and they dwelled in impure thoughts and they practiced masturbating, they would be more prone to be a nymphomaniac. And my perspective, I don't think that's true, but you know, who am I? <laughs> to say what is what right you know i'm just a girl in this world just thinking anyways let's just go on to the next segment we are going to be breaking down the quotes yes ladies and gentlemen i have for you three quotes not one no 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 not two <laughs> but three yes ladies and gentlemen three quotes number one give me what no other has ever gotten and i'll give you what those others tried to get Number two, sleep is like sex. I can't get either one as much as I want. <laughs> Number three, every good girl has a bad girl inside. It just depends if her partner knows how to awaken the beast. Hmm. Do you know how to awaken the beast? <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. Thank you so much. That's it. That's the show. That's all I got for you. I appreciate all of my thinkers out there. I appreciate all of the followers. Just so you guys know, I do have a new Patreon program for anyone who wants to contribute to my thinking process. Y'all can do that. I'll give you guys a shout out. There's different programs. You can be part of my simple thinkers, my creative thinkers, my deep, deep thinkers. You know what I mean? I have different levels for different thinkers, different participants, you know, just different accessibilities that we have polls available. You know what I mean? Something that will help us be more engaged together, you know? 
um just something to think about you know it's only three dollars a month for my simple thinkers five dollars a month for my creative thinkers and seven dollars a month for my deep thinkers you know check out mitzithinking.com you can find out more details exactly what i'm referring to i'm just doing this just trying to help people think with me just to have your opinion out there just so that we can keep thinking i'm just trying to help people think that's it so let's just keep thinking food for thought it's easy to take off your clothes and have sex people do it all the time but when you're opening up your soul to someone letting them into your spirit your thoughts your fears hopes dreams that is truly being naked that's a different type of exposure so with that being said i appreciate you guys all i hope you guys be safe out there and take care bye y'all